Good morning on this Monday morning. Welcome to our devotionals. Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. We left off yesterday. If you joined us, we had been talking about how Jesus was no longer in the tomb. He had been raised from the dead. And Mary Magdalene and, of course, others had gone seeking and searching for him. The question was, basically, why do you seek the living among the dead? And many times, without people being conscious of it, they keep Christ crucified on a crucifix. He is no longer on a crucifix. He's no longer on the cross. In fact, he's no longer in the grave. There's no grave to go visit because he's not there. When he rose from the dead, he bodily arose. The Father did not permit his body to see corruption, which it did not. And God glorified him with a glorified body, which he now sits on his throne in heaven, making intercession for us. The Bible talks about when Jesus told his disciples one day, you're going to see the Son of Man. You're going to see him sit on his throne of of glory. And you, the 12 disciples, are going to sit on your thrones also, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. So when we consider that, we have to ask our we have to ask ourselves the question why didn't mary magdalene recognize jesus at that moment now a lot of people can come up with psychological uh phrases of you know she was uh uh, uh deeply grieved and and you know her state of mind was uh basically not fully there and you know she wasn't comprehending and seeing you know, we we can give all all types of uh, excuses and all types of comments and and uh, insight into it, but in reality, this was not the first time this has happened. Uh, the scripture talks about when the two individuals in the book of Luke, in chapter twenty four, were work, were walking on the road uh, to Emmaus, and Jesus appears to them, but yet they never recognize Jesus either. And then, of course, there's another occasion when he he appears to them at the edge of the lake uh, on the beach. And the disciples, Peter and the disciples, are actually uh, out there fishing. But they couldn't recognize that it was Jesus, uh, according to the, 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 the scripture. In the book of John, uh, it, it says that they were out there fishing. And when they, are, they were out there fishing... Uh, Jesus had basically told them, it says in chapter 21, verse 4, But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. See, it it, it possibly, you know, we could say, well, they were so far away that they couldn't recognize him. But then it says, then Jesus says unto them, children, have you any meat? And they answered him, no. And he said unto them, cast the net. On the right side of the ship, and you shall find. And they therefore, <clears throat> they cast therefore, and now uh, they were able to draw it in a multitude of fish. Therefore the disciple uh, whom Jesus loved says unto Peter, It is the Lord. How is it that in the garden he, was recog- he wasn't recognized? How is it that when they're fishing, he wasn't recognized. How is it that when they were walking on the road to Emmaus, he wasn't recognized? Well, 
if we were to look at the book of Philippians, it helps us understand a little bit, and it kind of gives us a little bit of insight into understanding what is taking place. In the book of Philippians, in chapter 2, verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was, in, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So, stop and think about it this way. We can ask ourselves the question, what form does God have? Well, you know, he's God, and a lot of times people picture him uh, as, as, as an old man sitting on a throne with a long white beard and basically a rod in his hand waiting, re- waiting and ready to beat on somebody if they do something wrong. But that's our image of him. God has a form, exactly how it is. We are not fully aware of it, but some people may describe it in such and such a nature. For sure, it's not like uh, uh, a ghost, uh, a, a spirit just floating around that has absolutely no form whatsoever and no shape. God has a form. How do we know that? Because man was made in the image and in the likeness of God. So if you look at another, another human being, you are looking at the image and the likeness of God in another human being. I'm not talking about their character. I'm talking about how God created man. So Jesus was in the form of God. But then it says, but he made himself of no reputation and he took upon himself the form of of a servant. Now the word form that is used in the previous verse, uh, number six, uh, simply means the idea of adjustment of parts or shape, uh, figuratively, uh, the nature, the form. We talk about building a form uh, to pour concrete, to lay down a foundation for something. When you pour water into a glass, it takes on the form of the glass. When you pour it into a bowl, it takes on the form of the bowl. When you put it into something that is shaped like something else, it takes on that form. Now, to help us understand this a little bit, God is God. He is unchangeable. He will always remain eternal, immutable. He will always be God no matter what. But... The scripture talks about the form. Well, the closest thing that we can use to explain would be water. Water is in liquid form. But then you can put water in the freezer and it becomes ice. But yet it's water. But it's still in a different form. Or we can heat up the water and make it into steam. It's no longer liquid. It's no longer solid, but now it's in a gas form. It's a vapor, but yet it's still water. The water has not changed, just the form of it. Well, kind of picture that in your mind a little bit, that Jesus, before he came down to this earth and inhabited and tabernacled amongst us in a physical human body, He was in the form of God. And then it says, he made himself of no reputation. 
and he took on the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. But yet men are made in the likeness of God. Then all of a sudden, Jesus is crucified, he is buried, and he is raised from the dead, and he no longer has the form that he had before. Yes, he is completely a human being. He has bone, he has flesh, he has no blood. He is the Son of God, he also is the Son of Man. He sits as the mediator before God and men as the man, Jesus Christ. The form that he still retains is that of a human being. But he is not like the first Adam. He is now the second man. And we can learn this from the book of uh, 1 Corinthians in chapter 15. But the reason I mention this is because nobody could recognize and identify Jesus unless he let his form be recognizable unto them. When John sees Jesus in the book of Revelation, John sees him walking amongst the seven churches. He sees him walking amongst the seven stars. And yet, you know, he falls like as as an individual that has been slain uh, down to the ground, uh, unable to 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 move because of, of of what he saw, but ye but yet we find Jesus in the book of Revelation in chapter one. We find him dressed in white linen or dressed in white clothing, and that white clothing that he's wearing that we find in the book of Revelation in chapter 1. Basically, it it, it identifies the clothes that uh, uh, he had on. It talks about his uh, belt that was around his uh, loins. Uh, He identifies himself as uh, uh, the Alpha and the Omega. He identifies and sees uh, that it is Jesus. But, But watch this. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 12, it says, And I turned to see the voice that spoke unto me. And being turned, I saw seven candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and gird about the paps with a golden girdle. Now, We stop and think about this when uh, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, when they threw the the individuals into the furnace of fire, the three friends of of Daniel, the, the Bible says that he saw one that looked or had the form of the Son of God. In other words, he, he saw something that had the form of something, but yet it was different than the form of the others to distinguish it. So once again, this takes us back to the the principle, the idea that when you plant a seed into the ground, the seed loses its form and takes on a whole, completely new and different body. 
You can plant a corn seed that is yellow, yellow in color into the ground. And you may wind up with a stalk that is 5, 4, 10, 12 feet tall, green, in totally different in form and in shape than what was put into the ground. And yet the outer clothing of that seed has to totally been consumed away. And now that seed that has brought forth new life is wrapped around by a new form, a new garment, uh, if we could put it that way. So when we look at Jesus, we see that Jesus, when he spoke uh, to the disciples where to cast the net, they recognized that it was him. And the moment that Jesus said unto Mary Magdalene, he said, Mary, all of a sudden everything changed. Let's look at it. John 20, verse 15. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, and he is the gardener of our soul, says unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him, hence tell me, where hast thou laid him, that I may take him away? She was still seeking the living among the dead. And then Jesus says, in verse number 16, chapter 20, Jesus says unto her, Mary. The moment that Jesus said, Lazarus, out of whoever and all those that were in the grave, only one came out, the one that was called Lazarus. Lazarus recognized the voice that was calling him. That goes to show that there is an intimate relationship there is a fellowship that is developed with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit, so that truly the fulfillment of John 10, 4 comes to pass. And when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Once again, if we have a failure in recognizing his voice, how are we going to follow him? Mary was looking for the living among the dead, yet the living was right in front of her. But it was not until he spoke that she remembered that voice before he had been crucified that would speak and talk and teach. And all the times that she has heard had heard that voice, she recognized it. And Jesus says unto her, Mary, and she turned herself and says unto him, Rabboni, that is to say, Master. See, she recognized at that instant that it was him. The two on the road to Emmaus, when they were having and breaking bread with Jesus, they recognized only in the intimacy part of their lives that it was Jesus. And the disciples, when they were fishing, they recognized when it was Jesus, when he gave the command of where to cast the net. So we see him on the road, important to understand, where we're going to walk with him. They see him in the garden, where he's tilling and working in our hearts and souls, and they see him out there doing the job as fishermen. 
So consider this food for thought and for the imagination and think about it. Have you heard his voice today? And if you have, have you recognized it truly as the voice of the master, the Rabboni in your life? The Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, keep looking up. Our Redeemer and redemption draw near. Amen.